The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, Matt Straup welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. This is your Tuesday, July 21st edition. We have nine days to go until the NBA restart. Steve Alexander is excited. He joins me now. Steve, what is the latest in your life since we talked some three days ago? I am I am super psyched about this restart, if you can't tell by the enthusiasm in my <laughs> voice right now. But I'm recovering from a 95-degree weekend of of kid baseball outdoors and, and followed up by, I'm not sure why we did it, but we hopped on a boat a couple of times as well. And I think I may have had too much uh, sun over the weekend. I was just exhausted yesterday and sort of just checked out of society uh, Sunday afternoon until, until about right now, Matt. Well, I'm glad you're back. No, but just... since it's Tuesday, I... <laughs> <laughs> yes. actually, yes, yeah. yeah, I love it. I love okay. it. We only, we didn't even make it two minutes into the show before we had it. First, what day is it? Snafu. I'm so happy. Yeah, there it, it is. It fills my heart. It fills my heart. All right. Well, Steve, we're gonna we're gonna hit some trending names on Roto World. Some big names making news, and some lesser names also <laughs> making news. First, though, some medical testing news. According to Shams Charania, out of 346 NBA players tested for coronavirus since July 13th. Do you know how many tested positive? Zero. That would be zero. That would be zero. Uh, that seems like good news for the NBA as we sit nine days away from the July 30th restart. I would say it's incredible news. Uh, it's great news. The owner of the Raiders, I saw, tweeted something or said something today that I don't, it was on TMZ or something that there's a real chance the whole NFL season could be canceled. And when you add that to the fact that the NBA has had zero tests in that long, I, I, it's huge news for the bubble. Don't even start with that NFL season getting canceled thing. I'm not really ready to ponder that. I'm not ready to accept it. I'm not ready to think about it. I mean, have you seen Mark Davis's haircut? <laughs> I take what he says with a grain of salt. That's true. That is true. That's a very valid point. All right. We're going to start with a report on Ben Simmons from NBC Sports Philadelphia. And this is Sixers coach Brett Brown saying that Simmons' three-point shot is, quote, looking good. The, the full quote from Brown is, Simmons has shot more threes in practice the last few days than he might have for almost half a season. He looks good. He feels good. And I know he's getting tremendous encouragement from his teammates. Steve, we're all, all going to be playing DFS here in less than 10 days' time. So those threes don't necessarily matter but it is a fascinating topic, Simmons and the three-pointer. Are we ever going to see this guy in our season-long fantasy leagues actually become an asset in threes, or have you kind of just moved on from this storyline? Yeah, I've heard this. I've heard this song before, and I'm not listening to it again. I'm not buying it. I, I mean, he's going to eventually shoot more threes than he does now, which means he's going to take like seven a year. But 
<laughs> I'm just not feeling it, man. Uh, I just don't think he's comfortable doing it. I think he, I think the Sixers would benefit from him doing it. I think his fantasy game would benefit. His reality game would benefit, obviously, uh, if, if he became a three-point shooter. I just don't see it happening. I don't know. I, I just think we've seen so many guys suddenly become three-point shooters. I mean, Brooke Lopez is obviously the ultimate example of a guy who went from basically making no threes to making a whole lot uh, in essentially the turn of one calendar year. And I mean, Simmons' outside shot looks pretty good. It's just, it's always been bananas to me that he won't take them. But yeah, I'm going to believe it when I see it. So I agree with you in that aspect of it. And Steve, stop me if you've heard this one before, because along these same lines, according to ArizonaSports.com, DeAndre Ayton may be getting closer to taking threes in games himself. Uh, There's some video recently of him hitting corner threes in Orlando during practice pretty effortlessly. And, uh, Coach Monty Williams alluded to some three-pointers potentially, quote, being thrown in there every so often. Now, this doesn't (laughs) sound like Aiton really has a green light, but this is a guy who has a better jump shot than Ben Simmons. And, I mean, they let Aaron Baines fire away from three-point range all season. you got to think at some point this is coming for Aiton, right? He's going to shoot more. Yeah, and you know who else can hit open threes from the corner when they're not guarded? Me. Matt Stroud. NBA distance is a little far for me. I'll bury an open 19-footer all day. But when we're talking NBA corner, that might be a little, little effort for me. Yeah, I mean, it's there's effort involved, but, I mean, we can do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I You know, but I'm, I'm so skeptical of these big men shooting threes, but then you look at what Brooke Lopez did and came out of nowhere. Right. I mean, and we, did, we didn't even get these reports to – Brolo was was banging threes in practice, right? Like, it just sort of came out of nowhere. Um, so, sure, it could happen. We'll find out. I, I'm more into Aiton doing it. Yeah. Than ben I Simmons. think Aiton doing it is, is believable because he's, you know, effortlessly hitting mid-range jumpers in games. So, the evolution of that is not that hard to imagine. And I, I wasn't going to say, like, for every Brooke Lopez, there's also an Andre Drummond, you know, for all the talk about Drummond hopefully hitting threes. He was one for 21 before the season shut down from three-point this year. <laughs> so that's a bummer. Anyhow, what do we got next? Oh, per ESPN's Tim McMahon, Russell Westbrook was scheduled to land in Orlando on Monday. Steve, that would be Monday was what day compared to today? Mm, that was yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. So <laughs> that's good news for the Rockets. It's a little unclear based on what I read when Westbrook would be out of quarantine after arriving. It says he'll have to quarantine for 14 days and submit two negative tests. Right. Before he's allowed to enter the, before he's allowed to enter the bubble. Then it seems based on that report that maybe he's done it already, potentially. If he was arriving on Monday, then he's potentially I mean, done that. If he's going into the bubble... He was scheduled to land in Orlando on Monday. Right. When's he going to get in the bubble? Tim McMahon's tweet was, Mike D'Antoni said Russell Westbrook will land in Orlando today, that being Monday. So that doesn't say we'll enter the bubble on Monday. So I think we're just going to have to stay tuned for news on that. But obviously, Westbrook heading in the right direction regardless. And Mike D'Antoni says he's going to hit the ground running. It sounds like he's going to be in there there pretty soon. It sounds like he's in good shape. You know, I I think Westbrook's good to go for the start of the, the restart, the reboot. Are you heard it? Steve Alexander has cleared Russell Westbrook to play. So that is good news. Mike Budenholzer expects Eric Bledsoe, who did test positive for COVID-19, to be available for the July 31st opener 
So there's that. Thomas Bryant of the Wizards is also a full go. Uh, that's per Chase Hughes of NBC Sports Washington. And we're going to see Yusuf Nurkic back in action, Steve. Are any of those names intriguing you uh, as we move toward a restart? Well, Matt, I'm not, I don't want to like call you a liar or anything, but I thought there was a Roto-World blurb I saw today that said that our man Thomas Bryant was going to be eased back slowly. Going to bring him in nice and slow and low, son. There might have been multiple blurbs, but I think you can ease someone into a full go, can't you? I don't know. It says he may not start right away. He'll eventually yeah. find himself back. Okay, yeah, in fairness, in fairness, Steve, the full go was on Sunday. Eased back was on Monday from Fred Katz of The Athletic. Okay. So, All right. in, in any case, you know, Bryant was obviously <laughs> a big disappointment this season. I guess my excitement level is extremely low for him. M- oh, mine too. Is that too harsh? No, mine's pretty low too. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, but talk about a guy who could potentially be very cheap in DFS at the very start, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I would be more excited about him if they said, hey, he's coming back super psyched and ready to go, no limitations. I'd be all in on Thomas Bryant. This whole ease back slowly with the Wizards mm-hmm. not probably making the playoffs, all of their good players not playing. I I don't know. I, I just been a lot of talk about Isaac Bonga today and how incredible he has looked in, in Wizards camp. That probably also doesn't bode uh, tremendously well for Thomas Bryant, but I'm I'm just not. The Wizards are just not doing it for me right now, Matt. I mean, I guess, you know, we were talking earlier about things to take with a grain of salt. I suppose glowing reports about Isaac Bonga should potentially be taken with a grain of salt as well. Absolutely. Steve, want to hit the Sacramento Kings. Ooh, Marvin. Yeah, so... The oft-injured Marvin Bagley had an MRI after tweaking his right foot in practice. That, obviously, is some ominous-sounding news. Bagley has dealt with a foot injury a lot of this year. This was to the other foot. First of all, your reaction to that? Uh, not surprised. Marvin Bagley pretty much single-handedly tried to ruin my basketball season this year. I had Bagley in almost every league. I had him rostered in almost every league, and... It was just a never-ending list of lower leg injuries for him. And when you go all in on one guy and that guy gets hurt, it messes a lot of things up. Backley was a guy who I didn't get in any of my fantasy drafts because others were so excited about him. And I, I too, was very excited. I mean, how could you not be excited about a guy who, as a rookie at age 19, averages 14.9 points, 7.6 boards, and a block per game, half a three-pointer per game in just 25 minutes per game. I mean, you're you're obviously expecting huge things from him. His numbers, unfortunately, and his minutes looked really almost identical in the 13 games he played this year. So he really didn't get a chance to take a leap up, but a letdown nonetheless. And, and I suppose there's a ton of post-hype potential for Bagley heading into next season, but it obviously comes with a lot of risk. Yeah, and the reason you probably did not draft him in any of your leagues is because I'm in most of those leagues, and I have him literally <laughs> everywhere. I, I was very excited about Marvin Bagley. I was, I was super fired up. Uh, bad idea. Now, one thing going into the restart and DFS that I am excited about is our man Harry Giles in Sacramento. He's the only healthy big on that team. He looks good in practice. He's all they've got. I, I really think Harry Giles is a guy who could really be a steal in DFS, especially you know the first couple games when people that 
casual fan may not be aware of what's going on. I will say, Steve, I, and I'm shocked that you did this, but you have left off one guy. You said he's the only healthy big man, and I can't believe you left this guy out. Nemanja Bielitsa, Steve. How, <laughs> oh. how could you? How could you do that? I mean, that's, been, that's been your guy for about a year and a half now. I consider him more of a, of a three-point shooting, rebounding threat. I, I don't see him as a center. Well, I'll just say okay. Harry's like the only center okay. they have left. I guess they've got a couple other big guys out there. Like, you guys know my feelings on Bielitsa. Like, everything bad about Marvin Bagley this year, Bielitsa made me sort of forget about. So, I love that guy. I will use Bielitsa whenever and wherever. But I do think that Giles is like the only center on that team that they really have. Giles had some good games before the season shut down. But he also, I mean, his overall numbers were not terrific. He wasn't really doing a lot of defensive stats. I'm just looking at his last, well, five weeks of games, 16 games. He's averaging 10.4 points, 6.3 boards, 0.6 steals, 0.3 blocks in 21 minutes a game. You know, he's been a uh, quote-unquote intriguing guy for a while now. He's still young. He's a first-round pick, a lot of potential, 22 years old. But he just was starting to maybe hint at putting it together, but there was still a lot left to be desired from Giles, even when he was playing well for a stretch this year. I completely agree with that. I, so my excitement level's lower. Okay, well, my, mine is kind of high on Giles. And with Begley being down, and who knows if Begley's going to be back. I mean, he, he underwent an MRI, so he could be done. Uh, if he's out, I'll roll B elites and Giles all day, every day. I might get me a Kings jersey. I might when I win this free throw Luca bet, I may I may get me a Bielitsa jersey. It would bring me a lot of joy to to buy you an Emmanuel Bielitsa jersey, I will say. Now I will not be happy to lose the bet, but if I lose the bet, if I have to lose the bet, I'd love to lose it buying a Bielitsa jersey. Do they make them? Come on, they've got to. <laughs> they've got to, right? I don't know. Uh, we're going to look we're going to look right now. Yeah, they do. Oh yeah. Oh, those are nice. Ooh. Oh man, a lot. Uh, it looks like a few different options. <laughs> a, a quick, a quick Google search, a few different options. So there's going to be some nice, nice choices there. Oh, those look nice. <sighs> Steve, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? Matt, we've got Atlanta Braves baseball on Friday at four o'clock. I'm super psyched. I'm a little nervous about how it's going to be watching with with nobody in the stands and all that. But uh, we've got real baseball coming up Friday. And I've, I've made some plans that I'm, I'm going to be parked in front of a TV with some, some buddies and we're going to watch some baseball. Hopefully everyone's going to be sitting appropriately uh, distance apart from each other while watching that game. Have you mapped of out course. a seating chart? Yeah, we've, okay. we've got areas roped off and everybody's going to be sitting inside of a trash bag. <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll be properly distanced, Matt. Don't you worry about that. Thank you, Steve. I was worried for a second. That about does it for us. Keep it tuned to rotoworld.com as we approach the restart. We'll be back on Friday with another episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. Thanks to all of you for listening. Steve, thank you for taking the time. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.